Hello, hello, and welcome to the Song Facts Podcast. I am your host, Corey O'Flanagan. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you're having a lovely day. If you want to take a quick minute and leave us a nice five-star review, we would certainly appreciate it. And as always, this podcast is proudly a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. So on the show today, we have really one of the most fascinating success stories I have heard in a long time. Rosie is a 23-year-old singer and songwriter who got her big break from a viral TikTok post of her song, Never the One. She gives us the inside look at the days and moments surrounding that event, and let me tell you, it is incredible. Rosie has a new EP dropping on June 23rd called Five Songs for Healing. Before our interview, it was easy to tell that Rosie is a great songwriter and singer, but after speaking with her, it became clear that she is also so much more. At only 23, she has the maturity of someone much deeper into their career. Her ability to convert her life circumstances into relatable songs that are obviously connecting with millions should prove to help her reach her dream, which is to perform and have a positive impact on as many people as possible. So please join me in welcoming the lovely Rosie. Never been more terrified of feeling Cause you're everything I never knew I wanted But every good beginning ends up bad Hi Rosie. I'm good, how are you today? Good, thank you so much for having me. Of course, I really love that green wall. Thank you. I'm at a hotel in, where are we? Iowa. Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think we were just talking about this. You're on your way to where I am, Denver. Oh my goodness. Are you, do you want to come to the show? I got to talk to my wife and see what we have going on tomorrow night, but if we're free, we'll be there. Just let us know. We'll put you on the guest list. You're 100%. You're amazing. I saw the venue, Larimer Lounge. It's awesome. I love it. It's got like such a nice little like divey feel. I'm so excited. We've been loving the dive feel, honestly. Yeah. Well, keep your energy down because that altitude will get you. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, though. Let me tell you. I used to be a runner, and I did a running trip out there. Okay. I, it was the hardest I've ever <laughs> suffered. So I think if I can survive running... I think hopefully I can survive performing. Yeah, I don't know what you're. I don't know what you do on stage or anything like that. But I, I've just seen some acts come through here, especially like at Red Rocks and stuff, and they'll just be like, "Oh my God, I didn't see this coming." No, yeah, that definitely, um, that definitely will be me for sure. I'm gonna hydrate. I'm gonna warm up. You know. That's absolutely key. So that's what I tell people all the time. Just on your way, the days leading up, slam as much water as possible. I constantly, I go through about four of these a day and I've lived here for eight years. It's just the key to everything. More oxygen, the better you'll be. Water. We also do our our pre-show routine is a lot of like jumping jacks and like (laughs) physical warm up because, you know, performing is such a physical thing. Just to get the blood flowing? Just to get the blood flowing. Oh, I love that. Good for you. Um, all right, I'm not going to take up too much of your time. And I just want to say thank you so much for doing this with me on such short notice. Of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. The new EP, 
first of all, I've listened to it the over the weekend a couple times. The the idea behind this of like tapping into this, what someone might be going through, the stages of grief and stuff. I've got so many questions. I wish I had two hours with you, but that's okay. We'll get to some of it. Um, this is coming out June twenty third. It's it's five awesome songs, and just first of all, just congratulations. That's that's great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Your story of your founding story, let's call it that, is absolutely remarkable. And I think it's like a modern day thing that a lot of people dream about. I think that that's like a really thing of like, I put something out there, it goes viral, I get noticed, I get signed, my dreams start to be made. I mean, this is literally a living fairy tale right now. It's incredible, Rosie. So I wanted to um, just kind of piece it together. And then just I I've seen some interviews with you and I always try and steer away from like these normal questions that people ask you, but I want you to like dive into the details because it sounds like you were in school, quit school, got back into school, (laughs) wrote this song, filmed a short video of you singing the song, and then that it's called Never the One. I saw through your games and played them And I hate myself for letting you win Now I could write ten songs my nine ways you fucked me over Only took you eight days to forget seven months together We were up till six in the morning Five days a week you said forever then left Before I counted to three you loved you a little too and then this just goes absolutely viral on TikTok, and now here we are. So, as I said, this is an incredible story, and I, what I'm wondering is if you can kind of take me through that whirlwind. Like, how fast did things actually happen? Very, very, very quickly. So, the lead-up to me posting on TikTok, which you kind of explained, yeah. there was a lot of insecurity in my life and you know we were in COVID and I was going through a breakup and I was still trying to figure out online school and so through all of this change and chaos I was having a really hard time believing in myself as an artist which is why my manager and brother Mateo suggested TikTok he said you know I really think if you put yourself out on TikTok like you'll see you'll see some love and like you'll see how incredible you are and I was like <laughs> okay like you know and 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 like I said I was going back and forth between figuring out was I going to drop out of music school was I going to keep going you know was I going to keep trying to do being an artist do songwriting music therapy there were a lot of questions and so when I finally decided in September to post my first TikTok I was not optimistic definitely not optimistic hmm. And I had played with TikTok here and there, but I had never taken it seriously as a commitment. But this was my commitment to myself and to my music and to my songwriting. I was like, okay, I, I owe this to myself. Up until the roommate walked in. Yeah. <laughs> Which was my favorite part. Just Which cut by it. The way, <laughs> he is still a dear friend. He came to my show a couple days ago. Like, the best roommate. Love it. The best roommate. Um, but... I came up with this challenge. It was just day one of posting my music until it gets some love. That was the name of the the uh, the challenge that I set for myself. 
And so day one I posted and I probably got a couple hundred views. Day two I posted a couple hundred views. Meanwhile, I'm gearing up to begin my semester. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm back in Boston and I'm, I'm moving into an apartment and I'm getting all my books and I'm getting ready. Yeah. Um, day three hits. And I think I probably got like a thousand views and which is a lot like, like truly, I just, it's really important to me that I specify that it's all relative and like a thousand people seeing your TikTok is incredible. Absolutely. And if that's keep going. Like that is absolutely incredible. And then day, day four, I posted a TikTok and, and it got 6,000 views. And I remember being ecstatic. <laughs> I remember being like, oh my goodness. And again, if that's what you're getting, keep going. That's yeah. incredible. So the next day, it was the first day of classes. I was running around, phone was dying, didn't know what to post. And I remember that I'd written this song that counted from 10 back to one. And so I said, okay, I'm just going to record it really quickly. Hmm. You know, my roommate walks in. I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like, it's just my roommate walking in at the end. You know, I had my little brick wall. And I really had no idea how much that day was going to change my life. But it did because around 6 p.m., I pressed post on this Never the One video. And I decided to go for a walk. Very me. This was very old me. Old Did you Rosie. take your phone? No, 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 no. Good old for Rosie you. Let her phone die all the time. <laughs> let me just say, since then, I think my phone has not died once. But phone died, went on a two-hour walk with my friend. I didn't have keys to my apartment yet. So I was like just chilling in Boston. So about an hour and a half later, I get back to my place and I realized I don't have my keys. I realize my phone's dead. And I realize that my computer is 1%. <laughs> so I'm like, what, what do I do? What do I do? And I realized that my apartment was the front of the building. So I opened my computer on the stairs outside with 1%. And I text my roommates. I was like, guys, I locked myself out. Like, I realize I don't have a key yet. Can you let me in? And they're like, yes, we got you. And suddenly, like, 30 texts flood in. Rosie, you have to check TikTok. Rosie, you have to check TikTok. Oh, my TikTok. God. Guys, I'm just trying to, like, fend for my life here. Like, I'm just, <laughs> like I, what do you mean check TikTok? Like, I'm just locked out of my building, and it's night, and it's Boston, and it's cold, and I don't have keys, and I start school. And, like, I was stressing out there, like, just, just check TikTok. <laughs> so I get inside, plug in my phone, and about an hour and a half from posting it, it had 996,000 views. Oh my God. I texted my brother and I said, do you think it's gonna hit a million? Well, and he yeah. was like, oh. I was like, of course it's gonna hit a million. What are you talking about? And it was really in that moment, I was like, oh, something's happening. Like hmm. something's happening. And so, you know, we stayed up and we watched the numbers, a million, two million, three million, went to bed, woke up, eight million, nine million, God. and it kept, and I, I'm a firm believer in the universe. I'm a firm believer in hard work. You know, I'm a firm believer that me and Mateo and everyone, we put the work in to get here, but that was a sign. I was like, okay, this is my sign to take advantage of 
like this opportunity I'm getting. And so within, I'd say within 24 hours, within 12 hours, like 10 labels reached out, publishers, lawyers, like you name it. Wow, it, was really? all, it was all right there. And it was all because of this one song. And since then, I, I have not questioned once that this is what I love. And, and I was given this opportunity. I just try to make the best of it. Have like you questioned single- what resonated? Do I question what resonated? Yeah, like what was it about that? Was I mean, it's timing. There, it's very authentic, and I think that one of the things about your music that I've noticed just in a little bit that I've been able to listen is you are just completely expressive, and it's like this combination of like I'm not afraid to tell you what I'm going through, and I assume that if you're you've gone through or are going through something similar, that will connect on that, and that authenticity I think is what really could bring people in. But I'm like. Did the three or four days leading up to this, were those songs not as authentic? Like, who? what, what do you think it was? I think that they were, they were honest, they were authentic, but it was the fact that Never the One had the catchiness of the numbers mm-hmm. with the theme of loss, which I don't know a single person that didn't go through some type of loss during the pandemic. Yep. And the entire world was going through a loss. And the fact that it was short and they were really honoring like short form content it was like 26 seconds i think it was just a perfect build of the right theme the right amount of uh catchiness like i said with with the numbers and just the right the right timing you know and and again luck the algorithm i i attribute so much to this to the algorithm and just being in the right place at the right time but i think I think the reason any of my music has resonated in the last couple of years is because we've experienced a lot of trauma and a lot of loss and a lot of scary, scary things in the last couple of years and in our lifetimes. And I just am not afraid to write about it, you know? And you can write about it in a way. I mean, I think a lot of people maybe have wanted to or have written about it, but you seem to be able to write about these types of things in a way that is relatable I, I think that's the best word that i can say is that you can express it in a way and that's like the gift of a songwriter right is to see these minute things where i might look at it and just wonder about it but you not only wonder about it but then you translate that into something that's artistically expressive and it's working and it's beautiful and i i just i think that's phenomenal and i really i give so much credit to to my collaborators and the people that i work with because they help me tell my story and I just I I'm such a firm believer in collaborating like I wouldn't be here if it weren't for all these people that I get to work with who you know help me bring out all of those feelings and I really like that too I've always spoken in terms of we rather than I as well I think that that's there's a lot of power in that there is and it's true like I on my own would not be here you know like again it was my brother and my manager who suggested TikTok and it was my lawyer who got me you know to work with an incredible label and it was my mom and dad who supported my music journey when i was young like i'm just a makeup of everything you know of everyone around me truly yeah so how do you start sifting through all of this attention these labels these lawyers these publicists like everybody that's coming at you like how do you even know how to prepare for that? I mean, obviously you've got this great team around you, so you start leaning on people for that type of thing, but it's just like, Before I imagine that. the DMs were going crazy and you're just like, how do I know what to pick here? I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's so many answers, but first and foremost, 
my I talk about him a lot. My brother, yeah. who's Mateo, who's also my manager. He had a phone call with someone, and on that phone call, he was given a piece of advice, a quote that has quite literally led me to make every decision I've ever made. And the quote is, know what you want now and know what you want most and don't put what you want now over what you want most. Hmm. And so, you know, a lot of the music industry is such a slow burn and there's such little instant um, reward and this like instant um, sense of, of success. And so I was getting all of it all at once. Yeah. And so when I was going through my deals, publishing, you know, my team, it was like, okay, well, what do I want now? And what do I want most? Because maybe right now, okay, yeah, it'd be nice to be financially stable. It would be nice to be with like a big name, uh, label, management, lawyer, whatever. But what I want most is to have a long-term career that I get to help people while doing what I love, while helping myself and helping others. And so every decision that we made was based on this idea of a long-term career and knowing what we wanted most and not letting what we want now override what we want most. Hmm. And really having that like vision of the future helped us so much because I can truly say that every single person on my team, when we're getting up to 30 people at this point, they're, we're all on the same page in terms of what we want now versus what we want most. And it's, it's, it's so special. And then go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that. Uh, no, that's a really yeah. good summarization. And I think that the thing that I think about being someone who's, you know, a decent amount older than you is being able to ponder those types of big questions and decisions at 23. I think that that's a really difficult 20, thing to do. I was 20. Yeah. And you were 20 at the time. Wow. I was 20. And, but this is a big one. So as you say, you know, there's, it's a lot of logistics and it's a lot of paperwork and, and, and suddenly it's this world of business, but my guiding light in all of this was my lawyer. And the main reason that I first was gravitated towards her was when I got on the phone, she sounded like my mom. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And when my brother talked to her first, he was like, Rosie, like she sounds like mom. Like, just trust me. She sounds like mom. And she has been my music industry mother ever since my guiding light, like my fairy godmother. And again, with her by my side, I feel like I've been able to make really good long-term decisions, but it's fun. You bring up all the like logistics and, and being 20 and being thrown into it because yeah, I feel like I kind of, had to grow up overnight truly like I think I I went from like being 20 years old to like 35 within the span of 24 hours but having a lawyer that feels like a mom really makes me feel like I can be you know 20 23 in my 20s like it's such a special gift to have a lawyer who really shout out Gillian Barr she absolutely really... shout out lawyer mom because the lawyers are not getting a very good reputation in this world oh, and uh not. to know that there's someone out there that's really watching out for someone's back in a situation where you've probably got a lot of snakes coming at you that are like I can profit off of this girl let's go get her yeah and understanding that you are you know I am a commodity I am a business entity you mm -hmm. know like I, I am an LLC like I make people money and I understand that but it's like 
for me, it's finding the balance between understanding that I am a making money machine, but I am also money making machine, but I'm, you know, I'm also a human and I love what I do and I love being a musician and I'm a young woman. And like, there's so many more things that go into it. So just finding that balance is key, I think. Stay tuned for more Song Facts podcast right after this. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Okay, let's dive into this album a little bit. Thank you for going into that with me. I just am endlessly curious about these types of stories. And like like you said, the idea of you being like locked out of your apartment and worried about trying to get in and like buy books the next day to being like, oh my God, I've got to make major life decisions. Like so few people will ever experience like a 24, 48 hour more in my life. <laughs> like, especially with like the range of emotions, like that joyful cry, then it's just like, Oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> no, truly. Again, so many types of tears in such a short amount of time. Okay. I love it. All right. So the new EP again, it's five songs for healing. It's out June 23rd. Um, what I'm wondering here is, was there an idea of, Okay, so you're going through this, and you're an artist who's going to express themselves through song. Did the idea of five stages of grief, let's write songs for these, was that first, or did that kind of manifest, and then you looked back at those songs and were like, man, this was like a, this was my process here, and then the idea for like, oh, these were like five songs of healing, like chicken or the egg, that's kind of what I'm curious about. Yes. So it's interesting you bring this up because the the five stages of grief is actually associated with my previous EP. Sorry. And no, no, it's okay. It's just really interesting because I'm realizing this theme of fives. Like I didn't even didn't even realize it. But when I was going through my breakup and going through all these losses and processing all my emotions, I really was going through the five stages of grief. And so when you listen to 20 milligrams of happiness, which was my first EP, I think you can kind of really tell, you know, you can really see like where I'm going, where's the anger, where's the bargaining, where's the depression and coming out of that and reaching that acceptance, which is 
the last stage of grief, as I was creating the second EP, I was just asking myself, you know, where do I go next? Like what happens after you've gone through the stages? What happens after you've lost and you've healed and you've learned to, you know, love again and you've learned to pick yourself back up? Like, what's that called? Where am I now? Because I was just a little confused. I was like, for so long, I went through a lot of loss for many, many years of my life in many different ways. And so I was like, what happens next? You know, I don't know. Yeah. And so when I started writing these songs, I kept asking myself, what, what do they all have in common? You know, what is it about all these songs that ties them together and makes it a story? And I realized that each song really represents a different part of myself healing and all in different ways. You know, next life is all about finding happiness and finding a way to tap into a new life where I'm, where I'm happy and I can meditate and I'm, you know, and I'm the best version of myself and I should just go to bed is about trusting my gut and listening to, you know, my inner knowing for the first time, instead of just acting impulsively and, you know, start over is about my relationship with myself and figuring out how to let go of parts that no longer serve me. And it just, it started to become so clear that every single one of these songs was about my healing journey. And then it became even clearer to me that again, because the whole world went through all these losses, I think we're all on a healing journey, Yeah, you know? And it, it, I just had this like moment of, of healing. And I was like, wow, I think we're all healing. I think we're all working on healing in some way or another. And that's kind of how the theme came about. It took me a minute though. It took me a minute to really understand what it was that I was going through and what I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. The first single is called Potential. I think when you listen to this, you get a good grasp of what you're talking about, seeing the best in a person, seeing what the, like, you know, we, as humans, we constantly are projected into the future, like what this could be um, with any, any sort of relationship and jobs and anything. We're just, we're, we're not, we're victims of like, we always have to bring ourselves back to the present. And I think that this song does a good job of like relating to that. Um, but I'm curious where it came from, like what the story is behind it. Absolutely. I love telling the story because it was actually my therapist that gave me this line. I was going through yet another sad goodbye of someone I cared about. And I just, I was like, what is it? Is it me? Like, what, what am I doing? You know, like, what is it? What am I doing wrong that I can't, you know, I can't do this. And she said, her name is Patricia. She said, Rosie, you didn't fall for them. You fell for their potential. You fell for the idea of them. You mm. see the best people so far ahead, like to such a degree that they can't even live up to it. You know, like you see the best in people and the best in their futures. And that's not even who they are right now. You know, like that's not even close to who they are. And because you see the best in these people, it actually hurts you, you know, Big. Wow. 
big brain, <laughs> brain blow up moment and big healing moment. Because from that moment on, whenever I've met someone, whether it's platonically, romantically, career wise, no matter what it is, I ask, you know, what do I see in them? And, and, and is it who they are now? Or is it who I hope they'll become? Because that's not fair to them. If that's what I see in them, that's not fair to me. That's not fair to anyone involved. And that's how I got that line when I fell, I thought you were special, but I fell for your potential. Hmm. I also like it because in a weird way, I think it's me taking accountability. It's like, I thought you were special. I fell for your potential, you know? And that's another really big part of healing is not pointing a finger and not blaming. It's like, this was me. I, I did that. And sure, like you played a part, but at the end of the day, like I fell for your potential. And, and now I learn, you know, and since then I've, I feel like I really, really learned to see people's potential and separate it from who they really are. What's the song I just saw you do on your Instagram where you were like in your car talking about texting at 2 a.m.? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I love yeah, the, uh, these lyrics. So that was such a little fun video. It's having such a moment right now, which I'm so, so grateful for. Um, that's I should just go to bed. Thoughts to potential text. That's the way I get after 2 a.m. And it's 2 a.m. So how you doing? You seem fine and I've been going through it. Selfishly, I hope your heart is ruined. Cause somehow you still love me in my head. I hate that I imagine when you get this message, your reaction is late again. Well, that's what always happens. I know I'd And like I said, that one really, for me, it was exploring listening to my gut and knowing in my heart again like what was right because again it goes back to what I wanted in that moment versus what I wanted most because in that moment I really wanted to reach out to this person and be like I miss you and this sucks and I hate being without you but I knew that what I wanted most was to be loved and to be in a healthy relationship and to be healthy myself and I knew I couldn't do that with this person And so sitting there and instead of texting them, I actually really did go to bed and I went to bed every night and I never texted them. And that's a big moment. You know, that's a big moment when you realize what you need, like what you need long-term and you listen to that, you know, you listen to that voice, you listen to that gut. And I really did just go to bed. I really just went to bed. And again, I think it's such a simple, but huge win you know when you decide to make a small decision for yourself that you know long term is gonna really help you out and I'm so glad I went to bed you know I'm so glad I went to bed every night and that's you know I didn't engage in that behavior because it would have been toxic of me and I did it but that's what that's about and I again apparently it's really relatable like apparently everybody has someone that they want to text and don't that to me like when you were doing when those lyrics popped up on the screen I was like this is just I think it's the most relatable thing because we've all been sitting there being like and I'm like is there healing and just like drafting the text and then actually never sending it or is sure, there too much yes. risk in that no I mean whatever you gotta do whatever you gotta do to not press send that's kind of what I for and for me personally and, and you know what it's different some people should you know if they feel the call to reach out reach out it was just in my specific situation I knew that the decision I had made to no longer continue this relationship was a really healthy one for me. And so reaching back out was not going to do me any good. You know? Yeah, but it doesn't mean in those lonely hours, it's not difficult. And thank goodness again for my collaborators for keeping me sane because I wrote that 
the day after I ended it. And I was such a mess. And they were like, what do you want to write? What do you want to, let's talk about it. You know, like, what can we do? How can we help? And I was just like, let's just write a song about it, you know? And that's the song that came out of it. And I'm so glad because I love it. You know, I love yeah. that song. Okay. I got one more for you. And then I'm going to let you get on your way. Cause you guys have a beautiful drive across the flatlands today. We do. <laughs> and I'm really hoping that these storms that are coming don't really affect you guys. Cause it is, uh, it's been crazy weather here in Denver, but wow. I don't get to talk to people that often that are this like clued in and like new on to like their current journey. And one of the things that I like to do with like my wife and then I do it with my work and stuff a lot is I try to magic wand people. So I give you the magic wand and you've just had this crazy couple of years. Just like it's very fairy ish and like a lot of your dreams are coming true. But if I give you the magic wand and you can wave that and map out where you'd like to see yourself in the next two years, what might that look like? I love that question. If I were to wave my wand right now and plan out the next two, sorry, phone call. If I were to wave my magic wand and I were to plan out the next two years, I would take everything I'm doing and just scale it. So instead of going into a room and connecting with 200 people and helping 200 people and 200 people helping me, I wanted to be 2000. And instead of my, my music reaching, you know, a couple hundred thousand, I want it to be millions. Like I just, I want to help on a global level and I just want to reach more people. And I know that the more people I reach, hopefully the more I can help and just spread my, my word and my awareness and truly that's that's all that's all I'm working on that is really all I'm working on I just want to take everything I'm doing and I want to grow it I want to make it bigger I want to you know build the community I want more people to feel safe online and feel like they don't have to wear makeup and not use filters and they can express themselves and just I just the magic wand would make everything explode Thank you, thank you, thank you to Rosie and her team for putting this interview together on short notice. Truly appreciated. She is out on tour supporting this new EP now, so check out the show notes for a link and see if she's coming near you. And as always, for the stories behind the songs, go to songfacts.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at fantasy points. Fantasypoints.com code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 